Hey y'all, you're listening to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with the Squirtle Squad and that Clemson girl who invented the term dad bod. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Paul, you're looking very Sporty Spice today. Nah, I think Sporty Spice has been looking very me for the last 25 years. Damn. You heard it here first, folks. Paul, the original Sporty Spice. <laughs> Which I've always said. Uh, yeah, I like this shirt. Is, 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 it, is, it, uh, is it too jockish for me? Do I look like I'm putting on airs? No, it looks very comfortable. It looks very uh, it is. like it's actually it looks very like it's a great material. It's like yeah, it's soft cotton. I've often commented that I think I would work out more if I had more cute workout clothes, <laughs> uh, and I think that's really doing it for you. I don't know if I consider this workout clothes. It's not. I don't know if I'd want to get super sweaty in this. It's not like it's not Under Armour material. It just happens to have stripes on it and say Adidas. But oh, okay, it's actually just... <laughs> that just that happened by accident at the factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a kimono. <laughs> I don't know. It's I like just... Captain Crunch oops all berries. The material <laughs> doesn't actually feel any more airy than a regular t-shirt. It's just like So it's more like a streetwear thing. Soft material, yeah. It doesn't yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. how an Under Armour shirt has like that nice airy feeling. Sure, to I could see that. It um it is a good color on you. Yeah, it's a nice blue. Yeah, yeah. Wow, if only we weren't doing a podcast and doing a visual medium where people could see <laughs> No, no, no. I think people get the picture. They know what blue is. <laughs> y'all, or is the blue that you see different than the blue that I see? Y'all, I'm going to need you to imagine uh, that girl in high school who's uh, had beautiful eyes and you ha- you were in love with. Uh, imagine uh, a beautiful sunset on a on a sky. I'm going to need to ima- need you to imagine the ocean while walking hand in hand with your lover. Those are all what the color blue is. So that's my shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah, yeah. I just, in case they didn't know blue, you know? <laughs> you know, the Greeks didn't know blue. <laughs> Have you heard this? Have you heard about this? you seen this? <laughs> Wait, is this like a thing? <laughs> I, I could almost... It's definitely not, right? <laughs> but no, I, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. No, it's not. Um, Did they something say, about in Like they in thought the it was Iliad. the same as purple? Like they only had one word for purple and blue? In the Iliad, he, uh, Homer describes the ocean as being uh, wine-colored. Uh, and he never like describes the color of the uh, anything else as blue, uh, and so there's something I can't remember the explanation of it. There's probably like a video that explains it like five minutes, but I think it's what you were saying, where it's like just a combined word for anything that's of that hue spectrum. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole thing about like cultures with more words for colors. They can like the a- Russians. Yeah, yeah, they can actually see, uh, they can actually see those colors better or something like that. I don't know. It's like that whole thing about uh, why some people like because girls have more words for colors in elementary school precisely yeah why some uh, they might be like i don't know i don't i don't actually know what the second part of that idea is i I know there's some sort of theory behind like girls can see more colors or something but how would you know if they can see more colors i guess you just yeah 
uh, I think that's the thing is it's like I think I used to say that like Russian women are apparently supposed to have superpowers in their ability to see because it's there's more uh, names for colors in their language. And then because they're women, they're supposed to be able to have more words for colors, which means that they can they're e it's easier to perceive different colors and like actually identify different shades. Um, so I think it's one of those things where you just present different shades. And like if you have an off white and an eggshell white, a guy will just say they're the same. I mean, you could just do like a paint splatter thing, right? I feel like that's not too hard to test quantitatively. <laughs> I like the idea of it being like uh, the bias ends up not being because they can't see the color differently, but it's just a bunch of guys who are like, well, you think I qu I'm queer? You think I know different colors? Nah, those are white. <laughs> I mean, I think that's basically it, yeah. It's just having identifiers for them. <laughs> All right, talking a little bit philosophy and science while Paul brings out the uh, the red label. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, I mean I, I've recently on this podcast come after people evolutionary psychologists, but it's one of the funniest things yeah. ever to me when somebody's like, actually, women can see more colors because they had to find the berries because they were the gatherers. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a stupid thing to believe. It's like, bro, berries come in like six colors, dog. <laughs> Like, can you actually, like, imagine being a moron who believed that? <laughs> hey, man. Evolutionary uh, psychologists are all dum-dums. Yeah. Um. So how, uh, you're back in Portland. How, how's that been, buddy? Back in the PDX. I'm not going to lie. The drive here was not super fun. Uh, very rainy and foggy while I was on the mountains. Also, I went while it was dark. Don't like driving in the dark. Holy shit, I feel old. How hard it is for me to drive in the dark. <laughs> Um, I remember I thought it was funny when uh, one time I got to spend the night at a friend's house because his mom was bad at driving at night and I stayed over too late and she was like it's too dark I don't want to drive you home so you can just stay over <laughs> and uh, I always thought that was funny and like, I feel like I'm getting there <laughs> it's not like my eyesight's that bad I'm just a nervous driver and night times are scary so mm. I didn't like having to do most of the drive after after dark. Is it because you're worried about a car crash or are you worried about the ghouls and goblins that might be out? No, no, I'm worried about, like, sometimes it's hard to follow the road when you're on those mountain roads, and I'm just gonna, like, drive right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, so anyways, I got here pretty late, and so I just went straight to bed. Got up this morning, Dorley and I went to go get tamales, uh, went to get breakfast, you know, basic stuff. It's been pretty fun so far. Did you guys buy them from, like, somebody who makes, like, a ton of them for, like, their extended family and neighborhood, or did you go to a restaurant? We bought it from a Guatemalan restaurant. Okay. Nice. Which, also, I guess it's too late now, but I found all the Guatemalan snacks that I didn't find in Sacramento, so. Damn. Got my Tortrix, got, I got uh, plantain chips, but that are actually chili limon, so some, like, really banging uh, plantain chips, uh, so I'm pretty excited to try those later today. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Man, we should just call this episode Paul and Adrian are both a little sniffly, because people are going to hear our... <laughs> oh, God, Seth Meyers is going to do a sniff take like he always does to Donald Trump. Wait, is that a thing? I don't... <laughs> Yeah, there, I think it was like the, the debate or something where like he was making fun of how often he sniffed. And so he did like a whole reel of him sniffing um, and really got him with that one. Mm. He is a sniffly boy. Yeah, You know, the thing about Donald Trump is when liberals make fun of him, it really affects things. I don't know what we're going to leave in, but since you're talking about movies, do you want to do a quick media roundup on anything? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw some movies. Uh, Actually, no, I... Nothing I really want to talk about. I saw Funny Games, which you recommended, so I guess we can do a little back and forth. Um, it was very disturbing. It had the part you didn't mention was it has like this meta narrative that I won't spoil, but the whole movie is like trying to make a point, and it only really becomes clear towards the end exactly what that mm -hmm. point is. 
the meta the meta narrative was disappointing compared to how fun the actual just like yeah horror elements of the story were it was kind of like a little bit uh not obnoxious but like it wasn't as smart as it thought it was which is interesting because i do like michelle uh henneke's uh, other films and think they're smart films so do you think it's potentially analogous to uh how hobson's no words despite its message ended up just being an exemplary uh <laughs> uh instance of what it was trying to uh criticize yeah yeah kind of <laughs> yeah 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 like michelle henneke's trying to criticize horror films and just kind of like only the horror film part of it was good <laughs> yeah yeah um, i think that's fair to say how about you buddy anything you wanted to talk about uh yeah i've got like a couple things um i've, I've totally forgotten to mention this um but new season of attack on titan has been very fun um it's one of those things that i like can only give a soft recommendation to if you're not already watching it i can't like highly recommend that you go through the first 60 episodes because the first two seasons kind of aren't are really overrated but it's fun right now if you can get through to season three it gets really good i'll say Um, my opinion on that show was i couldn't make it all the way through season one the first episode was so good that i was like oh my god like this is an incredible show this is amazing and then like a lot of the way through season one i was like i i don't enjoy this at all anymore each episode yeah. is just worse I felt the than same the last i think it was one of those things where i had to pick up season one again a few years later i finally get through it and then get to season three when it got good but um yeah and the new season's fun i enjoy it there's this weird thing where it's coming out in japanese right now and you have to wait for subtitles but apparently my smart tv in my living room automatically generates subtitles so I can watch it as it comes out before they actually officially release the subtitles. But um, I do not have that with me. So I need to figure out if Dorley's TV can translate for me. And then kind of related, uh, a song that would have made a good theme song for the new season, Flesh God Apocalypse came out with a new single, No, that's uh, very fun. They're a symphonic uh, death metal band. Um, and so they came out with this really fun kind of kooky song. It's very whimsical. Uh, it's very, it's got, it's like some heavy parts that are really nice, but some orchestral parts that are really kind of cool and like big and bold. And then there's just like wacky stuff. Like at the end of the song, there's an opera singer who does an interpolation of a Britney Spears song uh, or lyric. And uh, it's just a it's a it's a it's a wacky song, but I like it quite a bit. It was fun. And then a quick Milan update. Uh, 2-1 over Sassuolo uh, earlier this week. Uh, and in the game, we got the fastest goal ever scored in the top five leagues in Europe. Uh, uh-huh. Six seconds and 20 frames. So was it was it the first guy to touch the ball or was there one pass between it or second guy second guy so let me let me let me let me let me okay yeah give us all gets put in do the the announcer thing where you tell us the names as they pass it oh yeah yeah so it gets touched over to Hakan Chalanolu he sprints down the middle we have Rafael Leao coming from the wing cutting in Hakan Chalanolu places this perfect parallel kind of diagonal pass right into the edge of the box Uh, Leao takes one step with it passes it right past the keeper six seconds twenty frames. How embarrassing was that for the other team? Oh, I, they're mortified. <laughs> Especially because uh, I think they should be embarrassed all the time because um, every team has a different uh, song that plays whenever they score at home. And so for Milan, it's like that really classic, like, oh, 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 like, you know, classic. I'm okay with that. Sassuolo's uh, theme for whenever they score at home is the song, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never <laughs> get wait what is that, what is that the bare naked ladies or who is that <laughs> smash mouth oh uh, uh, i don't no, know but it makes me laugh uh, 
Habatamba? That's it. Yeah, it's Chumba Wumba. Yeah, that's the song that plays Hubba whenever Bubba? they score a goal, which is so it's fucking. Aw- it's kind of awesome, but also it's kind of embarrassing. Adrian, I wasn't done getting their name wrong before you moved on. <laughs> Chumbi Wumbi. Oh yeah, it is Chumba Wumba. I didn't get it right at any point. Yeah, no, you're totally yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah, that's it for me. So, uh, uh, pretty fun stuff. All right, cool. Shout out to Milan. You got a game tomorrow, so we'll see if we end the uh the year unbeaten. Nice. All right. Um. So this this week we're talking about uh we're talking about pocket monsters. You know them. You love them. You know the songs. Pokemon. I wanna be the very best that no one ever was to catch them. Dan, 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 dan. Is my real test to train them is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. These Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. And then that goes into the chorus. Ah, uh, okay. It's okay, a full Mon- 16 bars before you get to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> what age did you play your first Pokemon? I assume it's the type of thing where your brother had a Game Boy and you just, like got it as a hand-me-down after he played it. Or after Dorley played it, maybe it went like chronologically through age. Yeah, exactly. So I was going to mention that the first game that I ever got that was just for me was Pokemon Ruby, which came with um, a Game Boy Advance that I got as a present in like third grade. But I definitely played blue, red and yellow. I think yellow first as a hand me down for my brother, like at an earlier age, probably like as young as five, I assume. Yeah, my first memory of Pokemon is playing. And I've mentioned this on a previous episode, which is I had the French language versions handed down from my brother. It's a throwback to episode one. Yeah, so I had the French language versions, uh, I think red, no yellow. Maybe we had red and yellow. I can't remember. But yeah, so. Or uh, rouge and uh, <laughs> yellow. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, the first one that I really enjoyed myself was uh, was Ruby and then Emerald. Um, mm-hmm. and I, we, we talked about this off mic, but my favorite part of those games was definitely the, the getting to create your fort and no, that, that made it in the pod. Oh, that made it into the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we won't that's go over that now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess, okay. So that's a good start point. W- when did you stop playing the games? Uh, I remember once in middle school, I was playing it and my brother came in and said, aren't you too old for that game yet? And that's when I put Damn. it down. That's why, why do you, Paul, why do you always have the saddest stories for these kind of things? <laughs> it made me feel so embarrassed. I was like, "Damn, am I being a baby? I don't want to be a baby." So he took the pacifier out of his mouth, <laughs> and he said, "You know what? From this day on, <laughs> um, you you didn't have anything like that where somebody like just slightly mocked you for it, and you were just like, oh, I guess I'm done with this thing now.'" No, it was just Hunter whenever we were playing with the uh, pool noodles <laughs> and the kites. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got over that pretty quick because I, in high school, very much still retained very childish interest. I don't I don't think I ever let anybody shame me like that for, uh, or I ever was actively shamed like that by somebody. Your, your brother probably wasn't as uh, to- toxically masculine as Toxic mine. and heteronormative, yeah. <laughs> What is that? Some baby shit? He wasn't that mean about it. He literally just said, aren't you too old to play with that anymore? And I just took it. You think it. he was asking because he like looked at the box and he was like, it's ages five through eight. Don't you like you're literally <laughs> the instructions say you're too old for this. Now. I don't I I'm don't think mean. I don't think the box has a <laughs> has an upper limit. You think it's like Monopoly where it says like ages three to ninety nine plus? <laughs> um, 
Um, no, yeah, I think my, my brother still plays actively, so I don't think he would have discouraged me from playing at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I had any friends that would do that. But um, no, I quit after Diamond and Pearl, which I think I played a little bit later than when it came out because I didn't have the console for it because I stopped keeping up to date with that, especially with handheld consoles. Um, but I played it and I remember beating it like the eight gems and there was like stuff to do afterwards. And like I had done Emerald and like Ruby and Sapphire like 10 times, maybe all the way, like with all the extra stuff too. But I beat the eight gems and I was like, I just am not having fun doing this and I'm just not going to do any more of it. <laughs> And so I put that game down and didn't play another one for a while. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I remember people freshman year at college were, uh, oh, what was your starter in, uh, what was your starter in Ruby and Emerald? Um, I always did fire starters. Oh, same. So I had the Blaziken, and I think the fire kick was, like, his best one, but it had, like, the five FP, and I was, like, a dumb kid. Mm-hmm. Is FP, what's the one, what's the letters for, like, how much you can use a move? PP, right? Pokemon PP. power? Yeah, yeah, PP. So that his like he had like a fire kick that was really powerful, but it only had like five PP. But yeah. I wasn't like very uh, smart about those games, so I would just like use my most powerful Spam move <laughs> as much as possible, and then oh, work my way sure. down to my second most powerful move. <laughs> I think it was a really long time until I ever had a Pokemon with a status move. <laughs> like I only had like punch and kicks <laughs> on all my Pokemon. <laughs> I think the other thing he had like was Sky Uppercut because he was a fighting chicken, which is I, I mean I guess it foreshadowed my life as a Gamecock as a fan of a fighting chicken, but uh, it was so, yeah he had the Blaze Kick he had um, like Fire Blast and then uh, Sky Uppercut he had some really good moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so also for Gold and Silver I was a Cyndaquil boy, and then for uh, I was a Charmander boy obviously for the original. Yeah, I didn't play Gold or Silver. Those were the ones that came out when we were in college, right? Or was that White mm-hmm. and Black? white and black were our freshman yeah, yeah. years of college yeah no um gold and silver were second gen oh okay i never played those missing out those were pretty fun that was when they briefly introduced and then by the third generation took out the uh night and day dynamic uh, uh, game mechanic i didn't know about that yeah so there was a pokemon like hoot hoot who was an owl pokemon that you could only catch at night in a specific place i mean at this point though with like the 3d ones like I'm sure there's a lot of mechanics we don't know about. I know there's the super evolutions, right? Or mega evolutions. Yeah, I don't really. There's also like the dynamic evolutions or something like that. The game's definitely, it's kind of like, uh, I briefly got into, <laughs> there was a portion of quarantine where Tin and I almost went out and bought Yu-Gi-Oh cards at Target and still going to duel each other. We did that in <laughs> high we school. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so at one point I got interested in like, I was watching some like, uh, like the abridged version of the show on YouTube, which is pretty funny. And so I, I think my recommended came up with a tournament, like a modern day tournament between two people playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had no idea what the fuck was going on <laughs> in the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, it always ends up being like that for any long-lived series. I mean, the yeah, uh, Jacob, who went to our high school, was really into Pokemon. And every time he would say anything about it, it would just like my eye. Him and Sam were both pretty into it, it seemed. Uh, my eyes would just gloss over it just sounded like like it was nothing com- like how a casual person would play you know what i mean like it was it's completely separated from how you would just play it if you picked it up we briefly talked about that off pod about how like there's like this way of training pokemon in a very specific way that people who are serious yeah, about the yeah, game yeah, do yeah. to get like the best stats and like i don't know it's a game for children it's really easy to do <laughs> just playing regularly and i think it's more fun that way but paul did you ever catch a shiny pokemon mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, I'm trying to remember. I I feel like I've caught a few. Oh wow! Uh, I definitely caught one in uh gold and silver, but I actually can't remember what it was, which feels weird because it's such like a monumentous thing. Same thing. I I think I caught like two or three across the years, but 
I don't I don't remember ever particular. I think they were all like Pokemon I didn't think looked particularly cool because I don't remember I think becoming so, attached yeah. I think it was like them. a shiny bell sprout. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a shiny bell sprout, which is not the like coolest Pokemon. Exactly. It's like if you if you catch like a Pokemon that you wouldn't play with normally and it's shiny, it's you're not gonna like train it up and use it all the time just because. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say really quick is I think one of the easiest playthroughs that I ever did is I for some reason, I think, um, and I'm not going to do that thing where, like, I say, claim, like, to be OCD because I was particular about something very minor, but um, I was very particular about the fact of, like, oh, well, you have six slots. You should have six Pokemon. They should all be the same level. You should train them incrementally where once one levels up, you shift them down the order. Um, but the easiest playthrough and one of the most fun playthroughs I ever did was when I just picked three Pokemon I liked and did the whole game with that because they level up so fast that it, like, immediately becomes so easy. Oh, you and see, as long as you pick so the types right. part of my thing with it was... And this is probably part of, like, having a child's mind, is I would only ever level up my starter because leveling up my secondaries as a child didn't make sense to me. Because the next region you got to, you could just catch one that level anyway. So it's like, why would I level up a level 3 to level 10 from region, like, the first part of the island to the- Wait, you're just throwing away Pokemon left and right? Yeah. Dude, that is such a weird gameplay idea. I have never even thought of that. That was my natural way to play. I would always just catch new Pokemon in the next region and use those at the next gym. That's actually kind of cool. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> I, mean, I was super regimented. Where, like, I remember the first time I went through it. Cause I think it's because it was my brother's advice. But I literally caught all six of the Pokemon that I was going to use within like the first two regions and then trained that team. My other question for you would be, did you maybe it was two different types of OCD because then mine was... Without even being like, I, I don't even think I knew of the concept of getting like my Pokédex filled out, but I wanted to catch everything I saw at least. So if yeah. I was in a region I hadn't caught something I'd seen because I'd accidentally killed it, I would just walk around till I managed to catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, did you not have that since you already had the six you were going to play with, so you didn't feel the need to catch everything you saw, or? No, exactly. I so in uh in Ruby, I actually did complete the entire Pokédex. I think it was the only game where I did that. But it was very much like I knew. To- oh, you, you, you even traded for the ones you could only get in uh, Emerald. Yeah. yeah. Or, and yeah. so my strategy was I finished the game first and then went back when you can just kind of fly around and go to particular areas and stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, do you want to talk about the show? Do we have any notes on the show? Um, um It's one of those things kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! where when you realize that you watched a show as a kid and loved it and it was literally just a long advertisement for <laughs> a property. It makes you feel like you were duped, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it too as a kid. Um, do you have any, I remember there was one episode, I think it was uh, Machamp, not Machamp. It was the one who was a circle with arms who stole his hat. And Geodude. That... What? Geodude. No, it wasn't. It was a monkey one. It was, oh, Mankey. Oh, Mankey. Yeah. <laughs> I guess technically that is a circle with arms, but with also with legs. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> In the same way that you could describe me as a circle with arms, I guess Mickey is also a circle with arms. He's, a, he's slightly more circular than you. <laughs> I'm more oblong. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, he he stole say? his hat, and that really frustrated me as a kid. Oh. Yeah. And, and then, oh, we've already talked about Ash not wanting to uh, evolve his Pikachu. That frustrated me. Yeah. I guess the other things to note... Um, Jesse and James, I think, get more fun the older you get watching the show. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was something my brother told me. He was like, oh, they, they make more sense when you get older. They're not as annoying. <laughs> like, you kind of get the gist of their, their joke and their gag. Um, <laughs> and they're kind of queer-coded, too, in a way. 
Yeah, I thought James was gay. I, I don't know if he's explicitly gay, but definitely queer-coded. You think it's like a Dumbledore gay? No, I think it's more like the villain from every Disney movie gay. Hmm. So he's like Jafar gay. Yeah, basically. Okay. You, you hit on that. Um, yeah, I think the other thing... Um, Oh, it's a funny example, and I think they do this in Yu-Gi-Oh! too, where, um, like, to make it make sense to American kids, they had to, like, take onigiri or whatever, like, food they were eating while they were jelly donuts. Into, like, a donut, or they call it, yeah, they call it, like, a jelly donut. That was, that's, uh, um, shout out to Binging with Babish, because you've said before you don't find him that funny, and I think I agree with that, most of his gags aren't great, but that was yeah. a great episode where he did jelly donuts from Pokemon, and. That's pretty funny. And he just made jelly donuts that look exactly like onigiri, and he was like, this makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously, everybody loves uh, Pokemon Snap. Uh, I, I don't have as many, like, memories of it as most people, but... It was great. It was the kind of game you could beat in a day and have a lot of fun with. What's frustrating about that game, though, is that it was very clearly mechanical in its rubric for what your picture should look like. So there were shots where I thought, artistically, they were great. <laughs> but, like, because the Pokemon wasn't front and center in the shot... Uh, Professor Oak was like, technically, this isn't a good picture. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want Psyduck like... on the edge of the picture looking out towards the horizon, not smack dab in the <laughs> middle of the picture. I, I want that yeah, longing exactly. in his eye looking out towards the ocean. Come on. I got moody album cover Psyduck, <laughs> and <laughs> Professor Oak wasn't having any of it. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I 100%. Like, I didn't play it much, but I remember that exact thing being, like, the one memory I took from it. Yeah. Um... I think I'm okay with going first because I feel like we have a we have like some beef to settle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but before that, I do want to go ahead and say if like it didn't already come across, like um, Pokemon was like a huge part of my childhood, and I very much love the games, even though I have not played them and uh, don't really have like a a current uh, do you relationship think, with the games. Do you think that has any uh, any standing on why currently you're so attracted to Pokemon or? <laughs> All right, let's get to the article. <laughs> Adrian, this is a safe space. You're in Portland with your sister, and I think you should be able to talk about this. On Tinder, you have between ages 22 and Raichu as your age range. <laughs> I have between levels 22 and 28. <laughs> okay, so this article is coming at us. It's Savage Love from Dan Savage. You know him. You love him. You've read the problematic stuff about him. <laughs> let's uh, oh, the Lindy let's West get into another stuff? one from him. What? The Lindy West stuff? Oh, I just know, like, there's, like, whole articles of, like, stuff that he said that's, like, very biphobic or other stuff and, like, general, like, transphobic stuff in his articles. Oh, really? I, I, I remember uh, This American Life had Lindy West on one episode to talk about how fatphobic uh, Dan Savage used to be to her. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of phobics in his in his repertoire. He's just a little scaredy cat. <laughs> Dan Savage just walks into a house. He's like, he's like Shaggy. He's like Curry's the like, cowardly dog. Oh no! <laughs> Rural Raggy. That man's just a circle with arms. Oh no! <laughs> um. Okay. So this one is titled "His Son Is Sexually Attracted to Pokemon." What can Dad do about it? June seventeenth. 2019 paul thoughts off the title well not dress up as a charizard that's that's move number one i don't know man have you seen that really adorable like um gay instagram couple that have really cute kids too and i think they dressed up as like charizard and um 
Blastoise for Halloween and then their kids were dressed as Charmander and uh, Squirtle. I think if your kid is explicitly attracted to Pokemon, skip that Halloween costume. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Sure, Uh sure, sure. That makes sense. All right. Let's get to the question. I am a liberal parent. Sentence one. Liking it so far. Yep. Uh, I raised a daughter who is bi and poly. I always thought that I could accept anything that parenthood might throw at me. I knew that I could embrace my son if he were straight, gay, bi, trans, etc. Wait, Adrian, what's the what's the probability that this is your mom writing in about you? A sister that's <laughs> bi and poly? A son that's attracted to Pokemon? Well, she would have mentioned having a son who was gay too first, so oh, I think okay. that rules it out. Okay. Unless there's like a sin of omission here that she decided to uh, perform. <laughs> if there is a controlling consciousness of the universe, it has some nasty sense of humor. Putting it bluntly, my son is sexually attracted to Pokemon. He dropped hints that I didn't really pick up on, but over the last few years, I have stumbled across evidence of his browsing habits that left me pretty clear about his proclivities. He is now 17, so thoughts that he would grow out of it are fading. My biggest fear is that he won't find someone to pair with. I love my children and want them to be happy. Should I address this with him? Try to discourage an orientation that, to me, seems kind of pathetic. Dad of Pokemon enthusiasts. Paul, thoughts for my dad? <laughs> um, well, before we even do anything, like, are we going to talk about the, like, uh, about, like, that Vulcan vocabulary where he said pair, like, it's, he's talking about his son Spock, who talks about, who talks about pairing? I don't know. That's so clinical, but outside of that being weird. Who is my son going to perform the connection ceremony with? <laughs> <laughs> like, if he... If he wants a life partner, he has to, it, he's kind of limiting his choices into somebody else with this exact same thing. <laughs> or he has to be willing to to compromise on his attraction if he's not attracted to somebody who's not willing to dress up like a Pokemon for him. <laughs> I don't know. This shit's so weird, dude. And I know it's kind of, like, offensive to say it's weird. It's so objectively weird. But it's not, like, an actual, like, moral issue. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's... Uh... Uh, proposing it as a moral issue he's proposing it as like a concerned about his son issue i guess it makes sense to be slightly concerned but what are you gonna do i mean people are who they are if he's exclusively attracted to pokemon there's nothing to be done about it what are you gonna do well i i don't think he's put up enough evidence to suggest that his son is exclusively attracted to pokemon yeah and i mean that's the only worry and it's not even actually at all uh i was answering the question along the lines of what do you do if your son is explicitly attracted you're right i mean it's barely yeah. even an issue because he's probably not exclusively attracted it's something where he has to like get married and like three years in the relationship you spring it on your partner you know what i mean Ooh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely lie to your partner for a while about yeah this. definitely hold it in deep down inside <laughs> remember when we were discussing whether or not um whether or not it, you were talking about how, like, Redditors, for some reason, think it's a big problem that gay men who are, like, in their 80s come out and leave their families. Definitely do yeah, that yeah. with your Pokemon fetish. Leave your wife for a Charmander <laughs> at age 80. <laughs> for a Charmander body pillow? Yeah. What I love about that is Charmander cannot fill up even half a body pillow. <laughs> He's a very small boy. <laughs> leave her for a Psyduck body pillow, body pillow, body pillow at, age, uh, at age 80. Leave her and your grandkids. <laughs> And leave all your Here's... money and all your inheritance to the body pillow. Like uh, James Franco in 30 Rock, this is uh, Charmander waifu, <laughs> Charmander-san. Uh, <laughs> he'll be joining us in bed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he hasn't confirmed that this is that his son's exclusively attracted to Pokemon. Uh, I, I, 
I guess he's probably looking up Pokemon porn if that's like reading between the lines about what he's saying of seeing his son look up. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I think there's a lot of people with a lot of different interests, and I think it's not impossible for him to find someone who's compatible on this interest. No, I mean, I think people are generally, like, it's it's a fetish people have, right? It's kind of like furries. Like, there's a community for it. You're not yeah. the only person. Um, So you're not, it's not impossible to find someone. You probably are going to have to find them online and move. You're not going to find them, like, in your hometown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I think in this day and age, on the internet, I think he's probably going to find somebody. Yeah, and if yeah, that's yeah. really your only fear is that he just ends up alone, I think he could probably, that, that might not happen to him. No, I don't think he would. Uh, not necessarily from just this. Who knows if he's a freak otherwise. Uh, I don't know. I think you should make them comfortable in their sexuality. You should you should take him to a Pokemon Con, which I assume exists. There has to be a Pokemon convention. I assume Dorley's been to it. Do you think this is one of those things where, like, you know how, like, furries can, like, have this weird tendency to also be Nazis? Um, <laughs> like, alt-right people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think that, like, as a Pokemon lover, like, he only likes the Pokemon that are canonically only female? Because, like, he's not into that gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, he's only into the ones with other holes that he can fuck, like, Blastoise. <laughs> Dude, Victory Bell is his fucking jam, bro. <laughs> You know, it really does depend, like, what Pokemon is it? Because there's definitely something way more acceptable about being attracted to, like, uh, like a Hitmonlee or, like, uh, or a uh, Blaziken yeah. than it is to be, like, attracted to a Togepi or an Eevee. You know what I mean? Well, that's an age thing. Then you're getting into weird age play stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going for more or less human-like, not ones that are obviously adults and ones that are obviously babies. <laughs> <laughs> Being attracted to a Jigglypuff seems kind of fucked up, but somehow being attracted to a Ditto seems alright. I don't know. Oh, yeah, look at him squirming all over the place. <laughs> you can become whatever kind of woman you want every night. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Ditto are the uh, NBs of the uh, Pokemon world, right? They're all genderless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although I guess NB is a gender, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> God, we're gonna get cancelled multiple times. <laughs> oh my god. So, I mean, I think the last thing we have to discuss is, uh, do you want to bring in your expertise as somebody who's attracted to Pokemon, how you wish your parents had reacted? Uh, unfortunately, I have no expertise on this. <laughs> I'm attracted to adult people. All right, Adrian, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I mean, sure. Do I look at, like, a Magneton and think, like, you know, there's a perfect amount of space right in between the three little magnets? <laughs> sure. I think every red-blooded American does. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's a consistent enough thing to be labeled a fetish. I mean, I think as long as his dad isn't racist, he's probably okay with him marrying any Pokemon besides Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Pokemon are not just coded as individual things. They're coded as, like, like it can be any noun. It's not like each Pokemon is a clear parallel for an animal or, like, or a plant or uh, or an object. They can be coded as basically anything they can be coded as a letter letters aren't even nouns we have to make it an even broader uh yeah i was trying to think because there's like even like a hot air balloon pokemon that's a ghost pokemon so it's a dead hot air balloon yeah and then there's uh, the, all the alphabet letters yeah like the, the unknown the unknown so those are which like paul there's something sexy about mystery right <laughs> <laughs> 
if you have a Pokemon fetish, there's no way you're attracted to every Pokemon, right? You have favorites. They're too different. No, you still have preferences. Yeah, yeah. you're not just attracted to Pokemon. I don't think the concept of the general bin of Pokemon is not what you're attracted <laughs> to. All right. Well, I guess we should move on. But uh, Paul, fuck, Mary kill, Mr. Mime, Gardevoir, Espeon. I need to look up Gardevoir. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, like a phantom plant. Okay, that. Uh, what was the first one? Oh, I like how I clicked on images and immediately second row there is a uh, obvious um deviant art <laughs> of Gardevoir. Oh, you see, I'm not getting that, so I'm pretty sure that just barely got my that's idea that that's what you're interest. googling. You just got owned <laughs> by the algorithm, you pervert. Damn dog, <laughs> lock me up. Um, and what was the other two Pokemon? Mr. Mime and uh, Espeon. Um. Okay. So. Definitely kill Espeon, marry Mr. Mime, and fuck Gardevoir. Okay. All right. Paul John wicking Espeon. I don't know if that's going to be, uh, I don't know how that's going to play with the audience. Um, Espeon, well, I guess you, you could marry that, but it would be kind of like having a pet, right? It's just a cat. I guess it could do cool yeah. things using telekinesis for you. You could be like, lift that shit. Yeah, I think it'll more like Psybeam shit, so it's just going to blast stuff for you. Mr. Mime also has, uh, like, magic powers. Like, you know, he can make, he can, like, mime shit into the air for you. Here's what Mr. Dan Savage has to say. It's possible that Dope's son is just a curious kid who finds unusual sex fascinating, with his browsing habits no more revealing than discarded tickets to a carnival act, says Jesse Baring, PhD, the author of Perv, the Sexual Deviant in All of Us. Also, I wish I had listened to John, uh, Dan Zyage's podcast at any point so that I could try and do an impression of him, but I all I have is to go on is his picture, so I'm not even going to try. Baring is a research psychologist and science writer who regularly contributes to Slate, Scientific American, and other publications. But if it's true that Pokemon lights this boy's fire in a way that Dope imagines, then there's not much Dope can do about his son's pathetic orientation. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't say anything about the fact that he called it pathetic, which... Um, I mean, don't don't come into the conversation with that energy, I guess, is maybe part of the advice, too. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Start the conversation with, son, you disgust me. Wait, Adrian, let's play out this conversation. Uh, I'm going to play your dad. You're going to play you. Uh, who's attracted to Pokemon? All right, you have to do the accent, too. Son, sit down. That's <laughs> not the accent. Mucho gracias. <laughs> ay, ay. Mucho gracias. Ay, ay, ay. Son. That's it. That yeah, what's, that? what's up, dad? <laughs> I'm not doing that the whole time. <laughs> um, Adrian, son, I used to love you, but now that I know about your disgusting, vile, prickle, provo, I don't know that word that I'm trying to say. Good start. Good start. Proclivities. Is that what you're going for? <laughs> uh provocative predilections but yeah never mind keep going i'm i don't want, i'm not enjoying this bit all right dad i'll see you later <laughs> thanks for coming in my room please close the door <laughs> um, proclivity that's well, the word i was looking for yeah i think I, I think i gave that to you um by age 17 his son's singular erotic profile is pretty much fixed like it or not what might cause a young man to take a sexual interest in pokemon's Scientists can't exactly do controlled laboratory experiments on humans to determine the cause of a given kink. 
says Baring. So nobody knows why some people are more prone to developing unusual patterns of attraction than others. But whether it's a penchant for Pokemon, feet, underwear, or spiders, the best available evidence suggests that some people, mostly males, have a genetic predisposition for being sexually imprinted during development. Nice. Shout out to last episode. She's going for a psychoanalysis thing. It's like this, dope. Some kids are going to sexually imprint on random shit. Kids are exposed to random shit all the time. Man, I love when a PhD person uses language like this. because this, <laughs> this is the way I try and give like scientific knowledge based on my expertise. Um, there's no way to predict which kids will imprint on what shit. So there's no way to prevent Pokemon fetishists or foot fetishists or sneeze fetishists or clown fetishists from happening. A small number of our fellow human beings, your son included, will have kinks that strike others, folks who don't share their kinks, folks who don't have any kinks of their own, as pathetic, twisted, sick, or silly. And since being shamed by his dad won't save a kid from his pathetic orientation, shaming your son is a waste of time that will only serve to damage your relationship with him. Although Dope might prefer a regular old queer child instead of a rare plushophile, someone with an attraction to cartoon-like stuffed animals such as Pokemon, the good news is that his son grew up in a world where... Somewhere out there, other people were being erotically molded by animated Japanese chimeras in exactly the same way, says Baring. Reaching out to that community online can only empower him and help him to accept a now unalterable and completely harmless part of his nature. In many ways, life can be easier for Dope's son. He got a ready-made sexual niche, complete with hookup opportunities at annual conventions. Yeah, kind of mirrored our thing that, like, maybe it would be limiting if it was, like, a more niche thing. Paul, what you got for us this week? I've got an article by Dear Annie Lane again, which is somebody we've had in the past, and I don't care to remember anything about her, so you mind if we jump into it? Um, Yeah, I think she was actually on a Lost app, wasn't she? Oh, okay, so maybe I should actually give a roundup of Annie Lane. I don't really think there's anything to really introduce. She's been offering common sense solutions to everyday problems uh, in her column, Dear Annie, since July of 2016. And interestingly, I see some of the metadata here that this was released on Valentine's Day. Oh, and uh, if you guys want uh, context, she's she's Normie Core, living outside of Manhattan with her husband, two kids, and a dog. Woof. Oh, she majored in English literature and specialized in psychology, and she describes her perspective as firm, funny, sympathetic, and echoing the style of her biggest inspiration, Anne Landers. Sounds like a pretty boring human being. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's see what kind of questions she fields. Okay, this one is titled, Husband Addicted to Game. Dear Annie, Ever since Pokemon Go came out, my husband has been spending a lot of time playing it. Sometimes he's out for 8 to 10 hours per day, including during the night, walking around and attempting to find Pokemon for the game. I'm just going to go ahead and note for the audience that the question asker is already partaking in erasure and tone deafness by not putting the not putting the accent over the e in pokemon it's already kind of disrespectful so i'm not she's Mm. not coming at this from a sympathetic point of view asking this question anyway she continues on m is in his early 50s and has been a stay-at-home dad for the past seven years our lifestyle is frugal and having one of us available for the kids' activities has been useful. However, if a serious and expensive issue were to arise, we most likely would struggle financially. M is an excellent father. But I struggle with the fact for the past one and a half years, he's been spending eight plus hours a day, including weekends, playing a game. It's a colossal waste of time, and I'm sick of it. We've had multiple conversations about this. In the beginning, he said he'd play until he reached some top level and then scale it down. Well, I said. Wait, he's really gonna do it. It's he wants to be the very best. <laughs> like, no one ever was. <laughs> to catch them is to catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. That's so awesome. 
Well, I suspect the game has gotten modified because it's been over one and a half years and a couple of times he said he knows he's addicted and that he won't play it that much anymore. But he still plays, and I don't think he plans to stop. He knows I don't like it when he spends so much time on this game, but says that many smart people play too, and that he wants to spend his time how he likes. And he thinks, You know Einstein played this game. <laughs> you know Einstein's math teacher failed him from Pokemon Go class? <laughs> Einstein never got to the level of Pokemon Go that I'm on. <laughs> and he thinks that I should be happy with our life and look elsewhere in my life to explain my unhappiness. Damn, this guy kind of fucking Damn. rocks. She's Dude, like, he just Mr. Mind reflect mirrored her. He's like, uh, she's like, honey, honey, can you help me change this diaper and uh, put down the game you've already played for seven hours today? And he's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> Look somewhere else for your own unhappiness. Stop blaming me. Dude, he just, he just dear polyed her. The thought that my husband is on his way to spending several years of his life playing Pokemon Go for eight or more hours each day gives me shivers. I'm considering separation or divorce. I would appreciate your advice. Discouraged in California. Mm. Paul, obvious that she should go for divorce. I think that's the obvious advice. No, just put a um, child's lock on his phone. I don't know. Sounds like a moron. Oh, no, because obviously he's not playing Pokemon Go. He's having an affair. <laughs> How did you not get that from reading that for that description? <laughs> you know, I really did it. Am I that naive? Paul, <laughs> yeah. he's gone for eight hours a day to play Pokemon Go to reach a level that he hasn't reached in a year and a half. No, this this guy's this guy's got a Gumar somewhere. <laughs> he's got a Gabagool somewhere. <laughs> yeah, this guy this guy is um uh <laughs> he's Pokemon going somewhere. I'll tell you what. Do you really think it's that certain? I guess I didn't get that, but I mean, you could be right. Am I that like naive? I don't know. I never played Pokemon Go. Maybe it's maybe it's more fun than I realized. Uh, I think having an affair is more fun. I think that's probably what he's doing. So you're telling me when my ex said she had an overnight project at that guy's house, that the, the teacher didn't say they had to watch a movie overnight as part of their assignment? No, no, that was probably fine. Oh, okay, that was probably I, fine. okay, thank God. I, I trust her. Yeah. Why? Why would you go out for a skirt steak when you got a piece of prime rib at home? You know what yeah. I mean? Paul just giving his shirt a little tug, a little just getting a little dirt off his shoulders. <laughs> um, no, yeah, okay. So let's take it for face value and say that he's actually addicted. I think, yeah, like, um, I don't know. If I had to take away my partner's phone like a child, I don't, I don't know if that would keep up the romantic dynamic in the relationship. I mean, it depends. Some people like the dynamic of one person being the responsible one and the other one being like the one who has boundaries. That's kind of works for them. I don't yeah. think I could ever be in a relationship like that. It would piss me off to be either of those people, but some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. they thrive off of it. That's a very weird heteronormative idea, I think. Yeah, it's a very sitcom idea of, like, the goofy dad who needs, like, the, the like, yeah. mom to reel him in from his hijinks. Um, but I, it really does yeah. work for some people. I think it's probably not the healthiest way to have a relationship, but, like, most people aren't healthy, so. <laughs> so, so why even try? Yeah, why even try? <laughs> Do you think you should at least give him an ultimatum, like, uh, we're gonna get a divorce if this doesn't get reeled in? Or do you think ultimatums are evil? Ooh. Um, no, I, I think sometimes people need an ultimatum. I, I think I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, I think it's still... She's let the problem go on for a year and a half. It just feels like it's hard to recoup from that. I know, and she's at the point where when she accuses him of playing too much, he attacks her, mm -hmm. which is, once again, a hilarious move. Maybe maybe get him to get a job. Maybe maybe become a, a two-working-people household again. Get him something um to structure his life around. 
It's a good way to work an addiction. You should take a writing job for Seth Meyers. <laughs> that's that's usually my advice. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. Uh, <laughs> nah, I think John Mulaney would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in his 50s, man. I don't know. That's too old. Maybe it's one of those things where you feel like you're too old to start over again and you have kids too, but... How did the 50-year-old get into Pokemon Go? I was like 21 when it came out, and even I played it for like a few weeks and was like, oh, that was kind of a novelty, and immediately stopped. Oh, no, I think that's precisely it, right? Like, someone who stays at home and is a stay-at-home dad, like, that's the perfect type of person to, like, get to level 8,000 <laughs> Candy Crush. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess that makes sense, yeah. It's... it. Yeah. He needs to feel successful at something, and knowing that he's like in the top 500 in the country at Pokemon Go probably helps him feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, how how did you feel about playing Pokemon Go? Do you think it, so? You didn't think it was something you could ever get addicted to? No, I've I know some friends who are really into it, like to the point where they would like do like road trips to go like get rare Pokemon or whatever. Mm. No, I mean I played it for a little while. I played it on the train when I lived in uh mm. in Denver. I used to play it on the train to work and back from work, and then like. I would use that as an excuse to, like, walk around Denver, like, just playing it. But other than that summer it came out, and I was, like, in a city living all alone and using it as, like, a nice excuse to, like, kind of explore the city. Like, I, I don't know. After that was done, it was it didn't hold any, like, actual gameplay fun. It, like, nothing about the gameplay was, was compelling enough for me to continue past that. Did you make any friends when doing it? Did you go on any raids? Go on any uh, gym battles? No, no. I... I think I was talking Meet to people women in the wild in, Den in Denver. Do you know how disgusting people are in Denver? <laughs> it's a pretty gross place. Oh, I do remember when it came out talking about like doing Pokemon Go in a dangerous way. Uh, other than having an addiction, you could have been like your sister Dorley, who she lived in Denver at the same time, and she would drive her car real slowly so it would count it as walking. And then if she saw a Pokemon <laughs> she liked, she would drive around the park real slowly, <laughs> playing on her phone, <laughs> trying to get the Pokemon. <laughs> she liked um, that's awesome so if there's definitely a few times in the car with dorley where my instincts were holy shit i'm gonna die because she's looking at her phone while driving really slowly around a park yeah i, I thought you're gonna bring up the thing that I, I think i brought up off pod which is that like i think um it was a really dangerous thing for kids right where they would be paying they wouldn't be paying attention while walking around looking at their phone yeah and then and dorley the way, like, would come and hit them in her car because she was looking at her phone <laughs> yeah, while driving. Run them over <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, foreshadowing. Dorley's going to be on the last section of this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am back in Portland, so she'll be around. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think there's worse addictions your husband could have, but eight hours a day is a lot. He's got other shit to do. You should, uh, if he's a good father, he'll be a good father even if you're divorced. Uh, I'm sure he still likes the kids. I'll divorce him. Find a guy who uh, isn't addicted to Pokemon. I feel like... Maybe if it was, like, a worse addiction, there'd be more of, like, a, a, a thing about how you need to be there for him if you love him and stuff like that. I feel like it's hard for people to shame you for not being there for your husband who has a Pokemon Go addiction. <laughs> like, that feels like what someone would write for a sitcom. <laughs> like, I left my husband because he had a crippling Pokemon Go addiction. <laughs> you know, along with the last episode when you talked about the Kinder Eggs being, like, a funny, like, uh a funny stand-in for a kid's show on, like, yeah. the black market for, uh, like, a metaphor for dealing drugs. Being addicted to Pokemon Go would be exactly the stand-in they used for a kid's show episode about addiction that they didn't want to be too serious and they wanted to keep it lighthearted. Like, I, I yeah, never yeah, watched sure. Jake and Josh, but Drake and Josh, but I assume that, like, that's the type of show where there would be an episode where Drake played, like, too much Pokemon Go and they had to have an intervention for him and it was, like, 
But he was like, nah, give me my phone. I want to get one more game in or whatever. <laughs> Almost certainly, yeah. I feel like that writes itself. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, video game addiction in general is like a huge problem in certain parts of the world. And it's something where I know I took a class with our vice dean in the honors college at, uh, in my undergrad time. And he mentioned something about how, like, we lose one honor student a year to, like, addiction to League of Legends or something. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they just drop out because they spend we, too much time playing uh, it. The, the, under, the ratio for that on undergrad, on undergrads at Clemson Engineering Department was way higher than one a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was sad uh, how many people. I mean, I'm sure they would have failed out for other reasons anyway. I'm, like, I think the playing League of Legends was a uh, not a cause. It was, like, a symptom of, like, the general, like depression and not being able mm. to handle living alone in the adult world even though living in a dormitory is a very siloed off yeah it's a very safe plush, space way to be an adult plush version of the adult world i guess you still don't have your parents around and a lot of people handled that by over gaming at least he's getting some exercise in this one yeah true yeah can you imagine if you were air. addicted to wii fitness or wii sports <laughs> <laughs> this absolutely ripped guy crying <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh any more thoughts on this i think uh yeah i don't know it's 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 a little hard to take serious but um i don't know it's it's a relationship one i don't have strong advice about what to do yeah it's almost like when you add pokemon to something even though it's like uh it can be a very serious problem it just makes it so hard to take it seriously because there's pokemon involved in it because like the last one was like if the question was just like my son has a very specific and odd kink and fetish should i be worried about like how what this will mean for the rest of his life it would be a lot easier to have given serious advice and on this one if Mm -hmm. it was just my husband has an addiction it'd be a lot easier to take it seriously and give some advice but as soon as you add pokemon to both those stories it's you just kind of want to rag on them do you think that's a way to reverse engineer some advice that like if you ever have a situation that feels too heavy add pokemon to it (laughs) All right, yeah, I don't know if I have much else for this one. All right, I'll uh, let's head to the answer. All right, we got a short and sweet one from Annie. Dear Discouraged, your husband is addicted to this game, and there's no next level or next achievement that's going to be enough for him. Limiting his gameplay to set amount of time per day isn't realistic. It would be akin to telling someone with alcoholism to just try having one beer. If he's going to quit, it will have to be cold turkey, deleting the app and even deleting his account so he's not able to restore his data. I don't think he's ready for that step yet, though he has admitted he has a problem. He doesn't seem ready for help. You can implore him to go to counseling or offer to go to couples counseling with him. You might also encourage him to take a self-screening test on Online Games Anonymous website. Ooh, Adrian, should we test this to see if we have a game addiction? I'd encourage you to also visit the site yourself, as there's an OLG Anon component for families and friends. Send your question. oh, and then the rest is uh, asking for more people to send in questions. Um, this is a very boring answer this seems like she just went to that website and copy pasted a generic what to do for a game addict (laughs) she's really phoning it in these years to get her paycheck (laughs) um we can take that quiz but i'm not gonna lie as someone who doesn't own any consoles or play any games on his phone or on his computer i think i'm gonna score a zero on this one yeah i'm not gonna lie i don't think that'd be very entertaining um yeah i think we already established in a cut part of another episode that i don't play no games I'm always on the sideline because I don't play no games. <laughs> the coach always benches Adrian because he don't play no games. <laughs> I never get invited to Monopoly night because I don't play no games. <laughs> uh, do you want to bring uh, Do you want to bring Dorley in for our third segment? Uh, yeah, let, let me bring her in. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There we go, Paul. Yeah, can y'all hear me? Oh yeah, yeah really well actually. I just had to change the uh, output. All right, let's establish these rules. Okay, um, Dorley, just to just to introduce you and Zach to the concept, it's going to be in the style of like of uh like relationship competition. So it's going to be who's a better couple, me and Adrian, or you and Zach. You see that mic right there, Dorley? You want to get close to that and speak into it? Okay, you can only say two words, and the other person has to guess the Pokemon based on. How about how about two words and one onomatopoeia? <laughs> No, because half the Pokemon's onomatopoeias are just their name. No, but name. the rules are you can't use anything that's contained in their name as like a, you know, the, yeah, you know. Let's just do two words. All right. Two all right, words, right, okay. Two words. So is he doing it for you? I don't understand how this is. Yeah, we're a team. You're a team. Okay. And you get a point each time your partner gets your uh, your thing right. I guess for you and Zach, one of you's going to have to turn around while the other looks at the random number. Do you want me to guess? Well, Dorley's going to cheat. I think Zach can put his beanie down. Oh, okay. His little sailor boy. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it with Dorley because she's definitely going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat. All right. Um, so let's introduce it to the audience, Adrian. Actually, Zach or Dorley, you want to introduce this to the audience? No. <laughs> also a pass. Thank you, though. All right. Okay, so we're going gonna to play uh, a Pokemon-based uh, taboo game. Uh, for this third segment, we were gonna do Heads Up, but Ellen is canceled, so we're no longer playing that game. Um, but for this game, it's more fun with the more people you have, so we're bringing on Zach and Dorley. Zach and Dorley, do you want to introduce yourselves and maybe give your background with Pokemon? Yes. Um, I'm Dorley. I am Adrian's sister. I love Pokemon. Gengar is my favorite Pokemon. I've got tons of Pokemon stuff in my room. I even have a shelf devoted to all my Pokemon things. Um, and I actually like will go through shopping for like old Pokemon items. So all right, Zach, and if you want to give a brief introduction <laughs> to yourself and your relationship to Pokemon, uh, I'm Zach, Dorley's boyfriend. Talking to, I, uh, Talking to that black thing right there. I uh, I got a holographic Charizard card in the first pack of Pokemon cards I ever got, and uh, a lot of it's a little bit topical. A lot of Hanukkah gifts. A lot of a lot of Pokemon Hanukkah gifts when I was younger, and uh, I remember the definitive point where they banned Pokemon from my elementary school because it was too big of a distraction, and mm. there was an uproar. That happened at Yu-Gi-Oh. At, that happened with yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh at my church. Zach, can I ask you a question? How do you feel about when I, we were talking about this before the episode started, and both uh, Adrian and Dorley said, no, Zach wouldn't want to do that. He was a jock as a kid. Uh, there's... Some there's some truth in why they would believe that I was more of an outdoorsy person. I uh, didn't play much video games, not much of a, a board game player growing up. Uh, so I would see why they'd believe that. I did watch Pokemon in the mornings before school. I had uh, the special limited edition Pikachu Game Boy Color and uh, and the yellow version of Pokemon that came with it. So I have at least some. Um, all right. So, you guys ready to play? Yes. The rules are, uh, you're going to randomly generate a number, 1 through 150, for the original 150 Pokemon. Uh, we might do a segment later where we look at 8th generation Pokemon, but I'm not sure how it's going to work. Um, you will then get a Pokemon from someone on your team, who will then give clues, which are going to be limited to two words, for their partner to try and guess. If the person does not guess it in one or two guesses, it goes to the other team to steal. Uh, clear enough? Yes. Yes. Okay. Paul, do you want to start? All right, yeah. I'll generate a number. Let's see. Okay. Let me find that Pokemon. I have two words to get you to guess this. Okay. 
Evolved Sludge. Muck. Ding, ding, ding. One point for us. Oh, I should probably keep score. Hold on. I think Evolved is going to be a very common uh, clue in this one. Also, what's the rule for who gets to guess on the steal? Is it just one of us, or do we get to, like, huddle together? Uh, let's do a huddle situation. Okay, Zach, your clue oh, is... You're right in the mic. <laughs> you gotta... Okay, there you go. Blue Tad... Um, Tadpole. Polywag. You got it. Yes, that is correct. All right. Billy, stop looking. You're cheating. I'm not looking. Stop looking. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Paul, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, your two words. This feels like code names where I'm overthinking it. Um, celestial water. Um, star you? Bingo, baby! It was that, or what was the, like, I was thinking the one with the little swirl. You might be, like, supposed to be a galaxy, but, like, Polly you or something? Polly you or something? Oh, that was Dorley. It's his turn. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's Polly World. That was the one that Dorley just did. Oh, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> oh, Dorley did Pollywag. By the way, Paul, when you edit this, can you add, like, some background music from Lavender Town or something to, like, help <laughs> space out the, uh, ambiance? Just some doodly doo, 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 doo. Wait, is that Super Smash Brothers or is that Pokemon? You think it's Smash Brothers? I was thinking of the song that plays when you go up Victory Road. I get two words. Yeah. Ice Bird. Oh, that's an easy one. The answer is Articuno. That is correct. So, as kids, did you guys ever like check the fact that it's like Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Uno, Dos, Trace? That wasn't something I got till an adult age. <laughs> Did they ever make Arabic numeral ones for you? <laughs> we had none slid. Uh, you didn't get that kind of representation, bro. No. That was a new fun fact for me, and I uh, I like it. I appreciate it. Oh, you Thank didn't you. know that? No, I didn't know I that. Didn't... I never oh. realized. I was, I was this many years old when I found that out. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I, This is kind of not a fun one, but Fire 3. <laughs> Let me generate another one. Let me generate another one. That's no fun. We gotta get through all 150 anyways. No, we're not gonna do all 150. <laughs> yeah, then we'll see what the best content is. No. <laughs> I don't want to be here for hours. Okay, fire three, Adrian, then go. Uh, Charizard. <laughs> Wait. R really? Wait, no, yeah, you weren't you're doing, wrong, you're wrong. You weren't doing do three it? in the index of Pokemon? <laughs> Wait, is get, is the get, they get two guesses right? Oh wait, no, that's Venusaur. Fuck, you're right. Oh my god, god damn it. Dorley go. It's not Venusaur. Is it Charmander? No, it's Moltres. What? Did you get? Oh. <laughs> okay, zero points. Okay, cool. get the point for we that really one. It was Moltres though, yeah, right? It was Moltres. Okay, yeah, that was my bad. But Dorley didn't steal, so. But I like how confidently she went into it. I thought so that we're, was we're so good. obvious I after Articuno. Fire. I thought you said Charmander's. Sorry, I think because this is one where Paul and I had a, a, con a, a conversation before about indexing Pokemon as a way to give clues. And I thought Charizard was the third, even though he's obviously not. It's Venusaur. Uh, that's my bad. He's like oh. kind of the third evolution. Of... I see where you can get I can that, see though. where you're going with that. And that's what I was I would have guessed Charizard before Charmander. <laughs> yeah, that was really. You should, this is um. It's kind of like in code names where you don't discuss with your team and you just go straight into picking one. <laughs> I know. I, wait, okay. Zach, would you have known that if uh, Dorley hadn't just launched in? Would you have guessed uh, Moltres? I 
I would definitely have known it wasn't Charmander. I tried to stop her. I put my hand on her that... shoulder, and she could not be subdued. That's happened enough where in our friend group, no unilateral decisions is one of the things we have to say before we play code names with each other. I think we could have gotten there, yes, if, if given the chance to have some discussion. All right, Paula, still this one and get back ahead. She, she looks unconfident for the audience. I think Doralee is unable to read the name. Yeah, I can read. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely read, y'all. That's one of the top <laughs> things about Doralee. <laughs> well, it's still out in the jury if I'm dyslexic or not, because I'm pretty sure I am. It's still out in the jury. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get tested. But Case anyway, <laughs> my clue is Nueve Fox. No, wait, you can't just say one of the words in Spanish. No, fuck that. <laughs> you didn't say I couldn't? No, that's, we, we know, no, that's that's part of the rules. He said dress. I'm gonna guess nine tails. Yes, it was nine tails. Paul, how do you feel about that one? I I was gonna agree with you, but she, her, her, her logic about me saying three for dress yeah. does parse. No, 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 we, we, the colonizer's language. Wait, fuck, they're both colonizer <laughs> languages. Yeah. Wait, what was actually the answer to that one? Because I didn't know it. Didn't it was know. nine tails, because nueve means nine. Oh, I don't even know what nine oh, tails looks like. What's nine, nine tails? Like. Oh, it's Vulpix's uh, yeah. evolution. It's really pretty. Oh, like, oh, why? Yeah, Dorley would fuck nine tails. <laughs> That's the thing about nine tails, is you either want to be nine tails, or you want to be in nine tails. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's one of the more elegant Pokemon. It definitely is like a beautiful Pokemon. Yeah. It's like a... <laughs> Before Gardevoir, there was Ninetales. <laughs> I don't think they exclusively live on volcanoes. Okay, I don't but think in, that's in Pokemon Snap, that's where they live. If you're going to find them. Why are you hand clapping me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Polly Boy. Let's just agree to have discussions about it. Moving forward, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, three, ground. Golem? Golem? No. God damn it, Paul. I think it might be Doug Trio. What do you think about that? I think you're correct. Wait, what did you say at first, Orly? Because you said you had another guess. We're gonna go ahead and uh, guess Doug Trio for the steal. Adrian, uh, there's no Pokemon named Doug last name Trio. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. Uh, yeah, it's four two. They're ahead. <laughs> Douglas Trio at your service. <laughs> Not a very handsome po- We've both been thrown off by this trying to do evolution instead of- the, no more numbers. Yeah, dude, we really <laughs> fucked this up. We need to have a team meeting next time. Um, also, there's a really great uh, comic that gets uh, shared online a lot of Doug Trio using Scratch, and it's a picture of Doug Trio coming out from under the ground <laughs> as, like, this huge skeletal monster <laughs> to come scratch a little Pikachu. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Uh, it's your turn. My turn again? No, exactly. It's, it's your team's turn. Oh, it's- I'm sorry, you're dyslexic. I should be more patient (laughs) with you. Numbers are hard. Numbers are hard. (laughs) Dorley, has Adrian told you that I also think I'm dyslexic? No, he has it. Yeah, I mean, neither of us have any medical basis for our series, but I also have, like, a sneaking suspicion that whatever dyslexia is, I have, like, some mild form of it at at the least. Well, I just, like, say words backwards a lot, mm. and, like, 
inversed and stuff. Like I, I just like it, the way it processes my head is just like I feel like I'm saying it right, but then people are like, "You're, you're Dorley not speaks even close. in palindromes. <laughs> it's like a whole different language sometimes. It really is. Yeah, it, it takes translating like, every now and again. It's like in the '70s when parents thought that like the records were playing the devil's words backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my clue is double ostrich. I I know what this is. I can't think of the name right now. It's so it's um the the you see this mic right here? The, it, it's um it's um devil ostrich. No, no, I don't think he said devil. <laughs> Double. Oh wait, no no no, they're cheating right now. We're not, that's a th- Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Dodo. Okay, that's definitely not right. All right, Paul, let's steal this. I I don't know, Adrian. It's on you. Oh no, it's it's Dorley's close. I think it's Doduo and Dotrio, but that seems like we're missing a syllable. Mm -hmm. Paul, reach inside yourself and (laughs) find this one. How do we know what's on Paul's computer screen right now? It's just porn. (laughs) (laughs) Dyslexic porn. What does that mean? It's girls reading, but correctly. Um. Okay, hold on. No, he doesn't know. Now I'm getting Doug Trio yeah. stuck in my head. I mean, what you said sounds uh, right. Uh, I think double would be the unevolved form that has two heads, not the one that has three heads. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I can't remember if his name is like Do Duo or if it has like another syllable in it. Um. Okay, for the sake of time, Do Duo. That is correct. Ah, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, you said Dido. You just started singing Stan. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. My turn. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. That was a hard one to get a clue for. That was a, I don't know. I think the clues was right. It's just remembering that name. Oh, it's his turn. No, it's Paul's turn. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Adrian. This one's a toughie. I wouldn't get it if I were in your position. Um, it was Star You. Uh, what was the other one that I gave him? Uh, uh, Are we just alternating out of sportsmanship? Like to give everyone equal chance to play and I mean, you guys are really going for like your strategic win we're equally good at giving clues i don't know i don't think there'd be a strategy to that paul is it my turn or is it your turn to give clues? it's my turn to give a clue um but uh spike snail ammonite no fuck okay what is it zach uh Wait, sh- is, it, is it is it uh Spike's shelter snail. Sh- oh what's the sheldon no it's sheldon, sheldon. <laughs> sheldon. Sheldon Cooper, our favorite Pokemon, Sheldon. That's a clam, not a snail. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't know what snails are. Paul's no biologist. <laughs> There's no snail Pokemon in the hundred and and fifty original. Like, should, what we, go, should we go with Shelter? Yeah, let's go Shelter. Yeah. He does have those weird little spikes too. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna go with Shelter. Oh wait, I have to actually go back to the name one second. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, cool. It's uh, oh, it's it. Omastar. Uh, Wait, that's like right next to Ammonite, right? It is. Yeah, Yeah. he's blue. Is Ammonite the one that turns into Kabuto? Uh, Ammonite is the one that turns into Omastar. It just has spikes. Oh, okay. Well, that's and Kabuto turns into Kabutops. That's it. Dropping knowledge. I just want to prove I belong. (laughs) I already have my clue. If everyone's ready, go for it. Hold. Do we need more time to accept our (laughs) impending defeat? My clue is dead mom. Dead mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's canon. We should have been partners. Mama <laughs> 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 muerte. 
Psyduck. That is incorrect. Adrian, Paul, any ideas? I mean, you said you know the canon, so I, I mean, what what episode has a Pokemon with a dead mom? Is it like he adopts a? Yeah, yeah. So this is episode thirteen of the second season. Okay, okay. In okay, okay. in Lavender Town, uh, notoriously, when you get through the tower, you fight a ghost Pokemon, um, who is a Marowak who has given birth to a Cubone who is now orphaned. That it's Cubone. The answer is Cubone. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Getting better. Clean, All right. More interesting. Adrian. I mean, you could have said like Bonehead. <laughs> that would have been just <laughs> no, as good. I don't know why you went with well, that. Well, Cubone is bones in Cubone. Really? Why did you click on it? Like, like you, you need the why backstory. Would you, why would you give something that needs specific knowledge? We played the video game. We played Pokemon Go. It was in there. Like months ago. Now we're on Animal Crossing. Oh. Paul, did you have thoughts on that? You just don't actually love Pokemon like we do. It's okay. No, no thoughts. Paul, your clues are little. Oh, no, hold on, no, 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 no. Well, I can't give extra information, so I guess yeah, I have to stick yeah. with that clue. Um, little, little karate. It's one of the, it's one of the, it's one of the, I'm going to say some names here, but I'm not necessarily guessing them, right? It can be Machamp or Hitmonlee, right? Something like that. Uh, well, they can uh, comment. I'm not going to comment. Or is it Hitmonchamp? Now I'm kind of mixing them in my mind. Dorley, help me out here. Don't tell him that. Oh, sorry. I, I'm a champ. No. Damn it. Okay, so um, we're discussing right now. We think it's McChop because he's the little one. Because McChoke and McChamp are all the evolved versions of that. So do, I, do you see this mic that's in oh, front of you? Oh, we're gonna go with Machoke. <laughs> Machop. Oh, okay. Machop. 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 Dorley just choked. Nope. Let's 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 get Dorley the stenographer. Dorley just been choked. Let's get the stenographer in here. I think we have this on record. I, I'm pretty sure her verbatim phrasing was, "We're gonna go with Machop because." Wait, is the stenographer the one that writes things or draws the courtroom? Because I have this drawing of Dorley from the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Zach, you played sports as a kid. You don't argue with the ref, and the ref has called this play. <laughs> oh god damn it oh i'm sorry <laughs> all right four to four we're still tied up uh, i'm gonna do the speaking yeah for our yeah, team yeah. from here on out <laughs> oh this is like one of those elementary school projects where you have to pick the uh like uh the person who speaks for the group <laughs> yeah 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 close game Paul <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just sipping on his scotch out of the out of teacup <laughs> Don't tell the audience my secrets. You always tell my audience my drinking secrets. <laughs> I didn't know it was scotch. It, it is, though. Big crab. The answer is Kingler. That is incorrect. Okay, oh. Adrian. Okay, Adrian. Is it? Whoa. Do you think it's the one with the mushroom on his back? Parasect. Parasect. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's that one, or do you have another idea? I 100% thought it was Kingler. I, I'm a, I'm yeah, a that was dumbfounded. like... I, um, Parasect is the only one that makes sense. He's the only one with little claws. Think like crab. Talk like people. <laughs> <laughs> crab people. Crab people. Crab people. Crab people. Crab people. Crab people.
Um, uh, we can think for a second because we got time, but I think Parasect is probably the right answer. I don't know if I would go with Big Crab for Parasect. I would go with, like, Mushroom Crab. But I guess that would also be whatever Parasect's first form is. Is it Parasect and Parasite, or is it... I, I, I think you're right. Parasite is the evolved form. Is that the bigger one? It, yeah. What What's the unevolved form of Scyther? Or Scyther? Or... No, it's just it's had it had no evolution in the original okay. game. Slicer, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Wait, Slicer wasn't an Wait, original one fifty. No, he yeah, was, he but uh, he had no evolution uh, until uh, Scizor uh, in Gen two. You want to do Parasite? Yep. Uh, okay, final answer: Parasite. That is incorrect. It's it crabby. is it is Parasect. Oh, oh fuck. it is Paris and Parasect. I got excited. I saw the picture. He looked like a crab. Totally <laughs> forgot about Krabby and Kingler. Yeah, Kingler was. I forgot it was Paris and Parasect. God damn it! All right, we're stuck you, at four apiece. You, you did say it correctly like four times before you <laughs> determined to go with the oh, incorrect did you answer. Choke, so... Adrian? Oh, no, I I accept that those are the rules and that we messed up on that one. Like a gentleman, I would have given you a little leeway, but <laughs> you're not feeling very giving with what happened the last turn. <laughs> Game would be the same with each of us with just one point more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, it's my turn. Paul, your turn to give to me. Um, yeah. Um, Royal Crab. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to shoot from the hip here and say it's king. Oh, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the lead, baby. Five points for Paul. What's our team name? Team Kick Bitches Ass. <laughs> okay. That seems sexist because I'm a woman. <laughs> What's your team name? Should we pick something less hurtful than me and Adrian? <laughs> uh, we're gonna be the the Venus flytraps. <laughs> King, uh, team the real Portland weird. Oh, I like that. Um, oh wait, the Venus flytraps. Can I get a impromptu interview? Are you a Portland native? I'm not. I'm from Ohio. Okay. okay. North okay. Northeast Ohio specifically, and then Cincinnati. And now Portland. Oh. Wait, did you move to Portland before you met Dorley or with Dorley? Uh, like two weeks before I met Dorley, I moved to Portland. I, she was the first first girl I went on a date with when I moved to Portland. Oh, not the first dude though. What? First first person. <laughs> oh, okay. Is a is an umbrella term it includes dudes. You said first girl. <laughs> did I say girl? Person? Yeah, stenographer. Read it back. <laughs> She was the first first girl I went on a date with. <laughs> Alright, I have my clue. Um, my clue is Fire Eevee. Who would fire Eevee from a job, given the opportunity? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Flareon. That's correct. That is correct. Alright, five apiece. Are we going to ten or are we quitting now? <laughs> yeah, let's let's have a winner. Do we wanna do Next person to sudden, well, sudden let's do death, it like, like PK style, style. like PK style. the next person yeah. to fuck one up lets the other team win. All right, so we'll do like an A B B. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll go first then. Oh, and no more steals, right? Or are, are there still? Yeah. yeah, no, it's just whoever fucks up and can't get it yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, of course, we don't get the next. Oh, we're doing sudden death, or we're doing like if we don't get the next one, but they also don't get the next one. No, no, not sudden death. They they also, like, if they don't get one, they they still have to get theirs. They have to be up by one. Okay, sounds good. 
as a as an avid listener of your show i know that you usually give your guests uh, a small uh chance to bring up any issues we may have taken with previous oh episodes. please and, do uh, oh. If, if I'm not so going to be a, just commandeering this episode, if I'm not going to be afforded that opportunity since it is on topic, I do want to say that uh, maybe the best take you guys have had in the entire history of your show is that Ash is a bad Pokemon trainer. Oh, objectively horrible. True. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. He just keeps falling upwards somehow. Yeah. It, it makes me so mad. We haven't even released that one yet. Are you getting Are you getting previews from Adrian? <laughs> no, we've definitely released. Oh. It. <laughs> we did not talk about that during our Christmas episode. <laughs> I'm forgetting what we talked about and when. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ash is trash. Kudos. Good take. You guys have had some bad takes. We won't go there. Ooh, no. Let's go there. Yeah, raccoons are cute. (laughs) I I would say that's also true. They got the tiny little hands. It's adorable. Um, Okay, but I can literally see Dorley, like, withholding sex from you if you don't say that right now. (laughs) I can see her threatening to withhold. Obviously, you do not know Dorley that well. (laughs) Very true. I mean, obviously, your guys' take on dogs is bad, but that one's been discussed over and over again. Um, and we've come out on the better side of it every single time. No, you guys just look more and more foolish every time you double down on that insanity. Um, I, I just, I don't understand why you guys hold dogs to an intellectual standard of humans. Like, obviously, you're going to be disappointed when you hold them to, like, to be able to understand things like personal space and stuff. Your, your expectations are too high. It's ridiculous. Um as his dog is whining at the door because we won't let him in and, and ruining true. our good time. <laughs> he loves us so much that he can't even bear to be even a doorway. That's away pathological. From us. Yeah, you know what? Stalker also loves you too much to bear <laughs> being apart from you. That doesn't make it preferable to have a stalker. <laughs> Big facts and logic. I, I've never, I've never had a stalker, so I don't oh, think I can it's imagine really my place to speak on that. Um, but. I think that is once again a another comparison of humans to dogs that just doesn't make sense in my head. Somebody watching me. All right. Um, I'm glad we had that time to stall because I have not been able to think of clues. Oh my god. Um, uh, okay, Paul. Lava, lava flames. That's all I got for you. I wish. I, I'm literally. I, this isn't one of those cases where I can't remember the name. I'm actually just not visualizing anything. <laughs> Oh, do some free association. Just, like, start spouting off words. Lava, flame, fire. Lava, flames? Magmar. Oh, what? shit! Yes! Shit! <laughs> we're in it, baby! Got that. Oh, my God! All right, we're still in it, baby. <laughs> All right, my clue is... Big Snake. Choke. Doing Choke. Math on her head Choke. For some reason. Choke. Choke. <laughs> Dorley's got PTSD. <laughs> Could you spell the word for me? <laughs> Country of origin. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Use it in a sentence, please. Is it Arbok? That is correct. Damn. I was thinking uh, for the steel, I was going to go with Onyx. No, yeah, no, it was clearly Arbok. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, okay, now you guys go again, Dorley. Oh, really? Yeah, it's A B B A. Are we walking to H Mart or are we driving it? Driving. Okay, good. I'm feeling lazy. Uh, 
Zach, do you want to be a deer and get me my beer from the fridge? Wait, they have to go right now. Why wouldn't you go get the beer? Maybe after this turn. I'm in the zone. What? Why wouldn't you go get the beer while they take their turn? Because Dorley's still getting the clue. Zach. And Zach's... Are... Zach, how frustrating is it having somebody so inconsiderate as a house guest? Um, last time Adrian was here, especially while you guys were recording the podcast, I really embraced the role of uh, beer fetcher. <laughs> it, uh it gave me a real sense of purpose. Oh. Um, it made me feel like I was contributing in in some small way. And uh, look, this, I, I haven't had a job for a this while. This pandemic's so been nice. hard on everybody, okay? Yeah. You, just, you need some structure in your life. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Zach did have a previous life as a beer fetcher. <laughs> All right, Mac, do you have anything to say on, on, on Todd? Yeah, do you want to defend yourself? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dumb bitch dog. Him licking Zach's face made me so sad for being mean right after. I'm sorry, buddy. I just really want you, Paul, to 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 think about that take and think about where that hate is really coming from. What are what are you compensating for, you know? What are you missing in your life that you're going to punch down on dogs? You're right. This is where I break down into tears and realize that really my hate of dogs is a hate for myself. My clue is middle Charizard. <laughs> Charmeleon. That is correct. All right. Thank you. Is it on me? Uh, I give you the clue this time, Adrian. Oh, right, because you got Magmar, so Stellar Leaf. Okay. Uh, Bull Stampede. Oh, uh, I don't want to go too quick, but I think that's Tauros. Let me see. Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Stampede. Mufasa. Lion. Lion Pokemon. Lion's kind of like a wolf, Arcanine. <laughs> yeah. Leon. Um, no, I'm going to go with Tauros. Yep. All right. Paul, it's back to us again. I like how now that we're in sudden death, everyone's getting all these. Panicically scrolling through all 150 Pokemon, trying to remember the, memorize the names of the ones I don't remember. <laughs> it's too late to study. <laughs> um, okay. So this is funny because earlier when I was talking about potentially doing Wait, the third segment, let's yeah, let's get yeah, some context get here. Comments. Let's just do your clues. That's... No, but you don't. Let's add a bunch of words. To he, the he doesn't. He doesn't clue. know. This is between you and me. I'm just trying to enrich the podcasting experience. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, when Dorley and I were talking about doing the third segment where we like give everybody like a um, you know, whatever the equivalent of a spirit Pokemon is, this is what I thought Dorley's would be, and she was really offended. Um, so here it is. It's sad flower. Oddish. Incorrect. Does that mean you win? No. No, you have to get yours. You have to get yours right to win. But uh, Paul, it was gloom. Damn. I would have guessed weeping bell. Matriarch dinosaur. Is the answer Dragonite? Paul, we're still in it. We're still in it, baby. <laughs> the answer was Nido Queen. That could not have been more clear. Oh my god! I thought Dragonite because he's like. Because he's a real Yas Queen boss. You know what I mean? That's why oh. I can't think of Dragonite. He right. does kind of have Lynn's yeah. body type. Um, okay. <laughs> Alright, so we're never going to eat dinner. This is going to go on forever. <laughs> clue is... Um... Sound confident. Also, the clues are, because you're giving two. The clues are multiple Easter. Oh, that's actually not bad. 
but it kind of can mean either one. Um, also, Zach doesn't celebrate Easter. Oh no! You should have said multiple Hanukkah. Executor. Do we give that to him? I mean, he got it. No, is it executor or is it exe- executor? No, it's execute. Then he he said executor. Executor. That's he the evolved. That's the evolved form. Are you talking about the evolved form? Yes, he is. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the one that's just a bunch of eggs floating around. Little that's pink execute. Eggs. That's not executor. That's that was a bad clue. It could have meant either, yeah. It was ambiguous. It could Paul, been it's ours for the taking. Also, for pronunciation-wise, if you watch the Pokemon movie, the little short that happens before the Pokemon movie, they're doing the little dances with their names, and it goes, Executor Oddish, Executor Oddish. So, it's Executor, not Execute. Okay, Adrian. I just couldn't remember. Floating hands. Haunter. Yes! <laughs> Yeah, boom! <laughs> it's like my favorite character from uh, Peep Show, Floating Hands. Uh, hey, you know, we are graceful in our victories as we are in our defeats. What's his good game. Name, good is game, it, is good it game. Bad Hands? Super Hands. Super Hands, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> Super Hands. Uh, yeah, good game, guys. You tried your best, and that's all we can ask from you. When you try your best and you don't I just succeed. appreciate being included. <laughs> I'm just glad you guys let me play. Okay, <laughs> Zach, why does it feel like Adrian bullies you, buddy? <laughs> you belong. You matter. You're valid. You're so fucking valid, Zach. Thank you. That was so condescending. <laughs> you have a nice beard right, that I'm jealous right. of. Thank you. Uh, any any thoughts to wrap it up, guys? Oh, do the Pokemon rap? Okay. Uh, Alright, uh, hold on. Big fact, no cap, and Doralee Pokemon raps. <laughs> I got Charizard, Charmeleon. Oh. Is it in order? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Got it. Oh, that's a that's a. Dear more to see to be a Pokemon. Is my destiny. Was that Paul? I was gonna say, have you guys seen that YouTube video? That's the perfect Pokemon rap. No. Do you want to see? Did you see my collection yet, Paul? In my room? No. Well, if you guys have thirty minutes tonight and you want to watch something really funny, the perfect Poke rap. It's a 30-minute video by a, a content creator on YouTube, David Gilbert. I really like. Sounds good. Is that your big fact? Oh, yeah. Uh, big fact, no cap, and get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, big fact. Uh, check out Ga- uh, David Gilbert's The Perfect uh, Pokey Rap on YouTube. It's a it's a pretty good video. All right, and uh, my no cap is there's a lot of Pokemon shit out there, but you can always go back to the originals. They're pretty great, and, uh, you know, it might be worth it. You know, it's not. It doesn't have these flashy graphics or these three D models or these uh, ability to go faster than a, a small walk pick walking pace, but uh, they're still fun. And now Zach says his piece. Oh, I'm, I'm unprepared for this moment. Like any enemies you want to call out, bully from high school, you Zach just say pulled out a uh, a very long piece of paper from his from his bridges. <laughs> oh, well, now that I finally have a platform. No, I don't really have anything off the top of my head. What? Am I allowed to talk politics? Yeah, yeah. Talk politics. As long as it's not communism. It's our only rule. <laughs> Every guest we have on wants to talk about communism, and we don't know how to reel them in. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, no, I was kind of unprepared for this. I, uh, I don't really think I have anything too, too uh, intriguing to add. I changed I change my mind. Adrian was right to be mean to you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, everyone's entitled. <laughs> it's right. been a fun time, Thanks, Paul. Paul. I'll Good see you see later. You. Bye. Bye, Paul. Good to see you, Paul. Bye, dude. <laughs>
is my real test To train them is my car